If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? Welcome to episode 51 of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. Captain Logan is player two on this one, and we got a whole lot of Nintendo stuff to talk about. But before we do, if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. There you can choose from one of like, from like one in 30,000 different books. There's lots of Star Wars books, lots of gaming books, Ready Player One, Super Mario, all kinds of good stuff. The ultimate history of video games. There's so much good stuff. That's audibletrial.com slash NPC. Uh, the chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. You go to opc.com, use coupon code N64Josh. You're going to save yourself $10 on one of these affordable comfortable gaming chairs chairs so op they should be nerfed that's opc.com coupon code n64josh i'm just writing copy for these guys as i go that's what i'm doing right now so lastly i'd have set up a patreon you go to patreon.com slash n64josh and you can check out the uh, the exclusive content that you can get there. So that's patreon.com slash n64josh. We do this show live Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I think it's 11 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, for all you night owls, come hang out with us. It's a good time. And uh, that's twitch.tv slash n64josh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Did I get everything? I think I got everything. I want to say hello to Kirby Geek, aka Barbara Gordon, because she's basically she's basically the one at the computer making me look less dumb. <laughs> so I just I, we have to give we have to give her a shout out because she, she's the one that makes me look less stupid. So um, <laughs> yeah, hey, how are you, man? I burned through that two minutes. I mean, Oracle. Yes. Sorry. Oracle. Correct. Thanks. Shapes. <laughs> thank you. Shapes. Anybody that's here and just lurking. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk some Nintendo stuff, man. How the heck you been? Good. Good. There's been a lot of little things going on, uh, this last week and one really big thing, which I think, uh, I think you've actually been having a lot more fun with than you actually anticipated, huh? I think than anybody anticipated at yeah. at all. So, and that uh, that of course is Xenoblade. That was uh, that was my main pickup. I picked up a few other indie titles, but my main pickup and what I've been playing, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and uh, we're going to talk about it at length, even during our review and impression section. But I got to say, I am I am impressed. I am very, very impressed by this game. The story has just has, has pulled me in. The gameplay is fun and hectic, and this is not like any other game I would typically play. And it, it maybe it's maybe it's opening my eyes to a whole new world. I don't know. 
I'm not, Are you going to go with Aladdin? Are you going to go maybe go, go back to the Genesis? That, it could be. That could be the case. But I'm I'm very very impressed, and it's hilarious to me because every time I fire up the stream, I get uh, I get I can't believe you're playing. You you have another stream of this. I got the game Friday, and already have about 20 hours into it. And for me, that's uh, that's kind of. Uh, um, Kind of rare. A whole new world of Titans, Kirby says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, you know, some of my worries are like, I don't, I don't really understand all this stuff. I don't understand all the menus and the breakdowns and how to level everything up. But this game is one long tutorial. So it, you, you know, as long as you pay attention, it kind of breaks everything down for you. I'm still lost on a few things, but I'm, I'm cool with it. So, but we will, uh, we will we will talk about it more for sure later on in the show. How about you? Any uh, any killer pickups or been playing anything so awesome? I I haven't really. I'm I'm too afraid of Xenoblade to to dive into it. I'll probably pick it up later. Um, but there's just I've I've actually been having a lot of fun playing Destiny too. Uh, I just finished the campaign tonight, right as they released a, a whole nother expansion. So I'm doing really well at staying far far behind everyone else on that so but that's a that's a pretty good game i I really love the the feel of the gameplay on that um the 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 characters are interesting uh it's it's a lot of fun i can see why people had so much fun with the first one um there are definitely some things on there that i think uh are probably you've probably gone over in the loot cast with a with uh, guardian outposts, but uh, yeah, I've been just kind of diving into that ever since the, uh, the black Friday sale came around. So, and then other, as far as Nintendo games, um, played a little bit of Splatoon, had some fun with that. Uh, I've been trying to play more Lego city undercover because uh, I got that and I got stuck at a part and then uh, put it down for a while. Cause we were actually going to be getting like um, arms and uh, uh, Splatoon at the time. And I kind of went back and started playing through some of that. The, the writing in that game is just so funny. I really love all the little jokes and stuff that they put in there and, and little nods to other other franchises and films and stuff. So that's pretty much all I've been doing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I need I, my, I know my kids loved Lego City Undercover when they played it, I think even on the DS. And uh, so one day, one day I'll get to it. One day. <laughs> Uh, we're trying to come up with interesting ideas on how to uh, on how to uh, make all these games that I've acquired fun for like the stream or something like that. Like just do like a random random game of the day or something like that to see like some of them. I have no clue what they are like for, for the right donation. You can actually make Josh open amiibo and play certain games for the right donation oh my god if you go to patreon.com <laughs> oh, forward slash n64 oh, josh man. you too can help decide what josh oh. is going to play i'd have to buy duplicates but <laughs> man oh man um so yeah i mean it's pretty much just been all all xenoblade whether it be um docked or undocked i've been uh um I, i've been enjoying the heck out of it so um i know that's something i want to talk about later though i, I want to bring that up because uh, i've been hearing otherwise yeah yeah which yeah i see in our in our news section here we definitely have uh 
we definitely have some some questions there. And there's some questions I still have, honestly, about the game and, and about some other things as well. So, um, upcoming releases. WWE 2K18 comes out the 6th. I looked at Walmart.com. You could order it for $40. Yeah, I, I could tell you're a pretty big wrestling fan. This is a day one purchase for you. This is, you know, I, I'll tell you what, though, if, if this had like uh, sting from like, like, you know, black and white crow sting, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would seriously, if I, cause it's, it was, it's probably good couch co-op. And I'm actually was like a huge wrestling fan when I was growing up. So I, I know it's been a while since there's been a, a, a you know, a WWE title for, um, for for nintendo it's been like five years from what i understand Mm -hmm. uh but this is actually so i don't know if um if you'd read into it or not but i know that um GameSpot had a good article on this where they were basically saying that anyone who pre-ordered the physical version of the game uh will get the kurt angle dlc uh pack featuring the two versions of the the hall of famer as a free bonus and if you if you buy the game digitally, you get the same deal, but only up until December 13th. So they're, they're only giving you a week to be able to download the DLC pack for free. Mm. Um, but you're probably going to need a, an extra uh, micro SD card slot for this. I think we're getting to the point now where that's just going to have to be like a must. Um, cause you're going to need some space on there and you're also going to need about a gig's worth of space on the console itself. Um, but yeah, yeah, it should be it should be good if you're a big wrestling fan. Uh, a lot of people saying that there's some really good moments in the game that feel very fluid, and that it's it's going to be uh, fun for for people who, who want to be able to pit against some of the the Hall of Famers against each other. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how it's going to run on the Switch. I'm 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 definitely curious. So hopefully hopefully it's good. But yeah, that's that game that has like a 32 gig download alongside with the. Uh, with the the card itself, yeah. Which I mean, you know, I, we'll probably beat this dead horse forever. But why the white box at the top of the of the packaging that says SD card and internet required? Like I've seen what they do in uh, like across the pond, and it's just like a big sticker on the plastic that says you need the SD card, but, and so your, your packaging isn't ruined by, by that, uh, little statement. And it just, it, it's just odd. It looks like somebody stuck that on there and then photocopied it. It's just, there's, it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. Just, but you know, tacky. if they, if they didn't do that with the packaging, then they'd rip off the plastic and they'd bring it back and they'd be like, Hey, this game didn't say anything about needing an SD card slot. And I didn't get an SD card slot for Christmas. So I'm going to return this and get super Mario Odyssey, which that wouldn't really be a bad idea for them. But you know, half of the people don't even pay attention to the, to the wrapping or the stickers and stuff. So it, it's kind of a bummer. That's, that's why I kind of wish they had had like reversible covers for a lot of, a lot of the, the physical copies. So you get like the cool kind of custom artwork on the inside, like uh, Splatoon two did, but I mean, it's, it's going to be inevitable. And, and at least until we get past the point where third party, 
developers are able to kind of utilize the system and in in the engines better to kind of compress a lot of the stuff that they're that they're doing right now with their games and and it may take a year and it, we're going to have some growing pains but this is a whole a whole new type of of you know, home console slash portable experience that, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of feel out. It's kind of like uh, VR in that way. Everything VR right now is super expensive, but I'm willing to bet, you know, if it pans out and things go well for it, we'll probably see some cheaper models later down the road. So I just think it's part of how how we have to accept how things are going to be for a little bit for us to continue uh, enjoying home console games on a portable system. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're definitely, this is all hybrid, right? Not only is the system hybrid, but this whole delivery system of, of software and everything. I mean, you and I were talking extensively in Discord just about, about Resident Evil and how, like, the yeah. case says Resident Evil um, Revelations, Revelations or whatever. yeah. One and, and that's that's what's on the cartridge, and then it's just a it's just a game code on the inside for two, and it's it's like well if you use the game card, but you've got if you're buying physical for the sake of actually having a, a game cartridge that you can give to other people in the household if you have multiple switches, and that's fine for the first game, but for the second game once you use that code, then it's stuck to that account, and you're not going to be able to transfer that to different switches and that's kind of a it's kind of a bummer i kind of would have rather them uh either not do a physical copy at all and just have it be a an e-shop special or put two cartridges in there you know i mean capcom it, it seems like capcom wants to go all out on the switch with the most recent news hmm. and you or know why, why don't they why not why not just put in two cartridges we're used to having multiple cds for you know older games even I think it's the Nintendo tax. Honestly, it's that it's that ten dollars, right? Now you're talking about them paying twenty dollars just to put this thing out. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's just. Stra- I mean, the case is literally Resident Evil Revelations Collection, right? And then very yeah. tiny at the bottom includes game card for Resident Evil Revelations and a download code for Resident Evil Revelations Two. The back shows both games it, it's just i've never seen anything like this before you know and it's i mean it's what well, it's not that big a deal i still got i paid for it i still have both games but it's it, it is just odd that you don't see two on the cart i'm showing it to the camera right now you just see revelations and um yeah I'm kind of suck. I'm kind of a sucker, especially for those, the DS games that have the cross where you get like the, the, the fire emblem fates where you had both games on one cart. And those things are worth like a small fortune right after they come out. Um, yeah, but, but so yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And again, this is one of those games that has that, you know, the big, the big white internet download and micro SD card required right at the top. Like, yeah, I don't Kirby, know. And, and Kirby it, says, "Well, it, what, it doesn't work for yeah. used copies." Nintendo doesn't care whatsoever about used copies. The only people making money off of used copies, GameStop, Best Buy, whoever you're trading the 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 games into. So really, they that's 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 of little interest. They're just trying to keep these games from getting returned to the retailer. When you know Sally opens this up on Christmas morning and goes. I don't have enough room to play Resident Evil Revelations 2, you know. Oh. It seems kind of weird like like with the 
with Revol, you know, just kind of talking about the used market altogether, it, Capcom's move to make the second game a download code that is pretty customer hostile uh, for new and for used. I mean, you're forcing us to to buy uh, an SD card slot to to be able to download the second game, and then if anyone wants to buy the the cartridge, then they're only going to get the first game. They won't be able to get the second game, which is going to I mean, the cost of the cartridges is going to be significantly less. I and mean, they sell the, the eShop title for $20. So, I mean, if you if you bought uh, the, the cartridge package for 40 to get both games and you've got one game that you can't get rid of after you've beat it, then you're only going to have like a, a $15, $17 worth cartridge. And that's it's, it's really customer hostile. So I'm hoping that they don't do that with the... Uh, with the Mega Man games, I really hope that they that they give you all of the games. Uh, <laughs> don't don't get your hopes up, dude. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> don't get your hopes up because the price, from my understanding, and I could be wrong. Kirby's going to correct me, I'm sure. But and I think Shapes knows a little bit more about this as well. Um, the the size of the cart goes up the bigger they are i mean it makes sense right i mean you buy a you buy a 32 gig sd card it's this price you buy a 64 it's higher you know so on and so forth there they you know the unfortunate thing is at this point it's it's kind of on nintendo they're the ones that are putting the third party publishers in a in a position that this kind of stuff has to take place so that i mean that ten dollars if they bought another cart, that's a huge profit loss. Maybe no profit at that point, depending on, I mean, the, the games are, you know, as far as for a physical well, copy, by the time the retailer takes their cut and all that stuff, I mean, that, that would be yeah. Nintendo taking half, if they still sold it at 40, that would be Nintendo taking half right off the top. So if that was if that's the case for for like third party developers who aren't just porting past past games I would say yeah that would that would definitely be a big bummer but we're, we're like just kind of keeping on with Capcom Capcom is literally just designing the 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 they're spending the time to port these games uh get them licensed or get them approved get them um rated having nintendo test them uh designing the or they don't even have to really design the art they just have to use a template that they could probably make for the for the the cover art and anything i mean they're not it's not like they're designing a uh an instruction booklet on the inside of these things they just need the the cover art for it so I, I can't imagine that the, the, the cost to port these is going to be that high. It's something that they've been doing with their, these games for years on multiple systems. So they already kind of factor in some of that cost. And I'm sure it's not hurting them to open it up to a brand new uh, ecosystem that is is perfect for people that love Nintendo and Mega Man, having then Mega Man's come back to the Nintendo system. So... I mean, with Capcom, they should just they should just go all in. They should they should just put the the hand on the table, take a look at it, and say, you know, these we're going to bring them all. We're going to bring the new one. We're gonna we're gonna take them and we're gonna do them right. And then that way we don't have to deal with this whole you know download code for for you know Mega Man uh, X five through eight, and the cartridge has X one through four. You know, that would just be ridiculous. Well, and I mean, ultimately, those games are so tiny. This yeah, this shouldn't be an issue. But 
Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2, which is is 12 in the best-selling games right now on the eShop. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 is 14 out of the, the 15 that they show. But uh, res- the, the second one is is 26 gigs, 23 gigs, 23.6 gigs. And the first one is 12. So they went with the the smaller cart to put the first game on and then left the larger game uh, for the, for the DLC. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I feel like it's Nintendo. That's kind of put them in a weird place to have to do stuff like that. And, and the other thing is Nintendo has always been about the ease of use for their customer base. Right. I mean, by little Timmy, his DS, you put a game in and you play. That's, yeah. that's not the case any longer with the switch. You have to put an SD card in. Yeah. But how much harder is it to, to have like one large SD card in the system uh, and just have these, these little cartridges that you can share around compared to what's going on with like home consoles where you buy a game, you throw it in and then you have to download the game to the actual console before you get to play it. Uh, I mean, the, the, the fact that you get to kind of like throw the cartridge in the system and get to play it is, is a real benefit. And, you know, like with doom, uh, the multiplayer, as soon as I threw it in, it wanted me to download the, the multiplayer. I think it took maybe five or six minutes and I was able to get right back in, but I didn't even realize like I was downloading the multiplayer at the time. I just thought it was like a day one patch because I'm so used to every game not being completely finished that I just expect there's going to be a day one patch and, you know, and if it's 500 megabytes or if it's two gigs, I I don't, I, I can't see the difference. Uh, it just takes a little bit longer. Yeah, I think the main point is just for that younger audience with with parents that aren't as as informed. You know, for example, like my my nephews, his parents are not informed whatsoever when it comes to gaming stuff. They come to me and they're like, "Hey, we want to get him games for this system that you got him. What should we get?" You know, they're, they're kind of clueless. That's fine. It's not their hobby. It's not what they're, it's not what they're interested in, but it's, it's the kind of thing that like, you know, you get a seven to 10 year old kid, the switch, and let's say he does, or she gets doom or gets wrestling. (laughs) Wrestling's not even going to work without an SD card. Yeah. I th- I yeah. think that's the case. I could be mistaken because I don't. I want to get the game in hand to find out for sure. But I think it says it requires a 32 gig download. Well, you don't even have 32 gigs of space on the Switch after your operating system is there. Well, I and I I'm not disputing that that's that's a that's a bum deal for the consumer. That's kind of where I feel like it's on the parents <laughs> to to do a little research on that that part. And I can't speak to to you know because I don't have to deal with it. But it's one of those things where it's like you know if if you're going to get your kids a, a gaming system and there's going to be different games on it, you know, take some time to look at it. Like, okay, well, what kind of accessories am I going to need? Should I get a screen protector? Uh, is a micro SD card slot? How do I set up parental controls? These are things that, that, you know, if you're, if you're going into a store and you're picking one up, you know, you should take a look around or hopefully there's some, I mean, I, I can't trust employees to know that's a bet. Never mind. I can't make that example. Um, 
you know, I mean, like, you know, like Google's your friend. Just a little Google. Listen to listen to a podcast. You know, like search iTunes for you know, Nintendo Powercast and right. learn about all the stuff you need. I don't disagree with you, but they they won't. They go into a GameStop expecting to get the questions answered that they have. Right. I mean, I know that because I worked at a GameStop and 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 answered a lot of questions like this even just having family members that know i am into gaming and having kids that are slowly getting to that age they're like i don't know about this stuff but i mean even the even the 3ds came with an sd card it was only four gigs but at least it had one you know, then you get into the new 3DS. You had to take a screwdriver to take the back off of that thing, and then use the stylus to pop it off so you could get to the SD card, which was a complete nightmare. I mean, well, that's it, that's not on top of the fact that you actually had to buy an AC adapter to be able to charge it. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, the Switch is is doing fairly well in comparison to their their second system. So, I mean, we we can't hash them for for too much. I mean, picking up an SD card slot, most most if you've got kids, you've got cameras, and if you've got cameras, you've probably got extra SD card slots sitting around somewhere. Yeah, but they switched to the to the micro. In the 3D, it switched from the big cards to the mini cards <laughs> or to the micro. So it's like it. I mean, the, you do have to stay. But but the point is, most people are going to get a get a DS, get a 3DS, whatever the case is. Give it to a kid, let him pop the games in and play. They're probably not going to go onto the eShop. They're probably not going to um, even have the system update. They're going to enter their names, not sign them online, and say here play and they know that when they buy them a game and they take it out and put it back in it's going to play and and that's it and if they're moving forward with the technology and going oh here's the switch and all of a sudden they're like hey dad why doesn't my game play i don't know it must be broken you know like why doesn't it like then then i guess that white bar comes in handy right where it says needs sd card but but even that it's not like it's tiny it's written so small it's just a big white box and it's like what what is this i I don't know i don't know we we could we could we could beat this thing to death i'm just uh (laughs) i'm i'm just i'm i'm bummed out a little bit thinking about the kids on christmas that are going to open some of these things and go why doesn't this work what do you mean? I can't have Minecraft on here. I don't have enough room or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's been the, that's, that story's been, you know, that, that's <laughs> dad hooked my I mean, Xbox or hooked my Nintendo up to the TV. Took him two hours. I, like, what do you up. mean? This RC car needs double a batteries. This is, <laughs> I didn't buy batteries. The, I Dude, back in the day, you had to have a screwdriver for some of the TVs and a special adapter to hook up your RF switch because it didn't just have the coax in the back of the TV that you could screw into it. Everything you just said eliminated like half of the people that listen to this. They're like, <laughs> RF, what? Co- co- coexistence, what? Yeah, that doesn't sorry. make any sense. Co- co- uh, yeah, all right, whatever. Let's <laughs> let's move on. So, uh, Tiny Metal, December 21st. This is another one we have is the coming soon. Do you know much about this title? So, this is... Okay, so for anyone that is... Um, 
uh, an advanced wars junkie, this is going to be the one that you've probably kept your eye on for a while. And it's been one of those things like Sony studios, they've been kind of like, eh, not sure when it's going to, it's coming out December 21st. They finally nailed the date. If you love advanced wars, you're going to love this game. It looks awesome. The characters and the, the, the design of it's really cool. Um, turn-based games are, are really kind of lacking on the switch right now. I think like Mario plus Rabbids is the best experience you can get right now for turn-based strategy games. Uh, but tiny metal, finally, thankfully there's a release date, December 21st. You can still get it before Christmas. Uh, if you, if you have the right Amazon setting, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a, is this a physical? I don't, think it's a physical i think it's just going to be an e-shop for now they okay. might um they might do a physical later on like they're doing with like wonder boy but uh i don't know it's it's one of those ones where you know i would if you're gonna if you're looking forward to it you're probably gonna want to have it on the system no matter what just because it's it's one of those games that the it's going to be great to be able to um you know pop on the bus play a couple turns on your way to work. And then when you're done, sleep the system till lunch. And then when you're on lunch, you know, pop it open and, and, and do a few more turns. And then, you know, when lunch is done, you come home, throw it on the dock and play it on the, on the big screen. You live the commercial, don't you? Like that's your, your life is the commercial. Do you play on rooftops (laughs) with uh, a bunch of hipsters? Dude, I wish. I, I wish that I could just be one of those California guys who is just like everything I eat is green and comes from Mother Nature. And all I have to do is hook up my bicycle to the bike and play on the. No, I, I have to deal with traffic on the five freeway and I, I work outside all day. I don't get to, I don't ever get to play by Switch. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, Shape says, yeah, it was the game that the, ki- the creator used Kickstarter money from another game that isn't even out yet to finish this game and sell to a publisher. Just saying. We don't talk about that. We're not going to mention that. We're going to move right into the 14 eShop Indies being released on 12, seven. That's, that's right, folks. 14 Indies. Wow. It's crazy. I I was, I was just kind of digging through some of them too, just to try and find out like, you know, like what some of these are. So many of these games just look like the the Metroidvania, like kind of retro graphic kind of, uh, I, I want to call them ripoffs because it doesn't look like a lot of them have put a whole lot of, there's one in there that looks like it's, it's a cross between uh, Stardew Valley and uh, Terraria. Uh, there's another one that looks like it's just a, it's a straight Castlevania ripoff. That's got a little heavy metal in it. Um, the only one that I saw that was kind of interesting was the sexy brutal, uh, which that's kind of like a, a murder mystery during a masked ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, like, I really, I can't think of anything that's, that's, I mean, nine, nine parchments came out today and that's like the most interesting indie I can think of this week. Uh, and that's only because it's, it's four player online co-op where it's like a gauntlet styled game. Um, I mean, it's just, there's so many and I, I, I don't know why, why these are all getting through. Cause not half of them don't look good. And the other half look like ripoffs of other game franchises that are doing it way better. Hmm. It's interesting. I mean, you know, at some point the switch is going to become 
Steam. Like it seems like it's going to get there quickly. Um, yeah. Shapes the is asking, battle, what about the Warrior Chef battle game? Battle Chef Brigade. Yeah. yeah, that's one that I, I'm. I actually I do want to pick that up because that's one that um, it's the the Cartoon Network guys. Uh, they they built that game. Um, I listened to uh, to Player One podcast, and one of the guys works for for um, Cartoon Network, and and he gave it to all his buddies on the podcast, and they love it. But it that's that seems really cool. The the kind of the mesh between the the, the what is the like a bejeweled or like a Poyo game? Danny, I can't think Danny of the puzzler. Yeah, it's it's like a puzzler, but it's also like a, a 2D platformer um, where you basically have to go out and, and gather ingredients and then you come back and do a little bit of Iron Chef work with with the ingredients to please the uh, the patrons. Uh, and it's it's there's some there's a lot of uh, kind of tactics involved in, in matching the right uh, pairs of or, or right, right three items to get different ingredients and stuff. So, um Adult Swim games. I'm sorry, I've been messing it up this whole time. Yeah, the Adult Swim game guys uh, built that, but yeah, Battle Chef Brigade. It's been getting a lot of good reviews. A lot of people seem to to really like the mashup. They say that it's really fluid. Uh, so I'm 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 probably going to end up having to pick that up real soon. Uh, Nightcrawler actually just reminded me of something. He says I don't like seeing games that are phone ports coming to the eShop, and I would say in some cases, yes that you know but that i don't think that's true in every case i picked up gear club unlimited and that game is like having forza on your switch i was very very impressed with this game um actually went and watched some of the the like the behind the scenes making of there's a there's a lot that went into this game. And if you're looking for a semi-realistic simulation racer on the switch, don't sleep on gear club. Like I didn't know it was a mobile game. So I jumped into it initially and was playing. It was like, Oh, this is cool. And then hate was like, you know, this was a mobile game, right? I'm like, well, that doesn't mean it can't still be good, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's uh, it's not yeah, yeah. like a Flappy Bird clone. It's not it, it. That's not. So then I actually downloaded this game on my iPhone also just to check it out. It's extremely impressive the way this game runs, um, uh, even on the phone. So if you want to just if you want to check it out for free, download it on your on your on your current phone. But it's 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 quite fun on the on the switch and it has a lot of upgrades and that kind of stuff. Like a lot of like kind of need for speed style stuff, like Forza, you kind of get your car, but you don't do a whole lot of aftermarket stuff to it. It doesn't seem like you can tweak some stuff, but it didn't quite have the change the paint. What and whatnot, you know, this has, you can change different, like, the way the bumper looks in multiple different areas, you can change the doors in multiple different areas, the, the spoiler, all that kind of stuff. Like I'm not a big, like a, I'm not a huge, uh, racing game enthusiast, but I do, I do play the Forza games and, you know, Mario Kart and stuff, of course. Um, but this, I think, is, I, is, I think I know what he's talking about. Cause I remember seeing something about the, um, uh, uh, Mujo game, that that's out on on switch now that that's uh it's it's ten dollars uh on the eShop for switch but it's a free to download game on uh phones and they left all the microtransactions in both versions 
And I think um, I was actually listening to RGS and he, he was doing a little bit of uh, detective works on work on it for his show. And he was saying that apparently the microtransactions for this game um, were higher on the switch than they were for the phone version. So they were actually purposefully kind of upping the, the cost of, of things in their game on top of charging an initial fee for it. Uh, for a game that they had originally on the, uh, on phones with cheaper microtransactions. So uh, with that, that's kind of a bad business practice towards, towards, uh, I mean, it kind of goes back to the, the, the consumer hostile, um, perspective with, with your games. Uh, but like, for example, voice is one that was on phones for a while. And that was uh, a game that I picked up when it was on phones and, um, that you could buy the songs and it was a very much like a, like a kind of DDR style game, but with your fingers and it's a well-made game and the cost that they, that they, uh, charged for the full game with all the songs for the Nintendo switch was actually very, very, uh, competitive with what it costs to buy all the songs in the bundles on the phone version. And then they went ahead and updated it later on to even have even more songs free of charge. So uh, it depends on the publisher and the, and the developer to decide like, you know, what's going to be a good game for the system and how much are they going to charge for it? And if that is comparable to what they're doing on phones. Yeah. I'm looking at that Mujo right now. Like, you can spend you can spend up to like fifty bucks almost mm-hmm. in in microtransactions. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And I mean, we have to expect it, right? I mean, we see it. It's it, the microtransactions are everywhere. I mean, they're a huge topic right now in gaming. Um, EA's stock like plummeted because of Star Wars Battlefront. Like, but Josh, Star Wars is such a good franchise. How could they possibly lose on on a Star Wars game? Well, let me introduce you to loot boxes that the internet hates. So, yeah, it uh it that that's that's strange, man. Looking at the I mean that that mutual game in my mind should be free if yeah, you're going it, to We're we're going to get some of these and it's going to fall right in line with all these other eShop titles that are, you know, coming out on the same day and stuff. And they'll, you know, the good ones will rise up. We'll get our Stardews, we'll get our golf stories, you know, we'll get our Battle Chef brigades. Those those will always come to the top and and you know, until then, the best thing I can do is recommend that people take a look at the game, see if it's something that looks interesting. Um there's one that I think was saying it was like six hours of gameplay for $20. That's not a deal to me. That's, I can find way better games that'll give me way more worth uh, or value as far as like gameplay for the cost of the game. Uh, so just, just kind of dig in, do some, do some due diligence when you're looking at games and just expect that the market will bear uh, the ones that are good and, and anything else will just fall to the wayside. So I don't, I don't want to spend too much more time on this gear club game, but it's forty four ninety nine. There are no microtransactions. The game is a complete game without any microtransactions. You can't, they're not even in the game. It's not like it's an optional thing on the phone. The game is free. And if, and if eventually it's like, yeah, you could play this for hours and hours and hours or throw us 10 bucks and you'll, you'll have what you need. Um, it has over 400 races. That doesn't mean it has over 400 different locations, right? But the map is a very large map. They there's, there's tons of cars in this game. I don't know the exact number. Um, 
and they're all authentic, which is also pretty cool if you're into it. But you also can do four player split split screen, which is something that you that is you don't always see all that often in in games. So this game does a lot of things right coming over from the mobile uh, the mobile market onto the Switch. So um, I don't know. I'm gonna put I'm gonna do a few videos of it so you guys can get a little more details on it. But um, it's 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 actually a decent game. Moving that's something with uh, just real quick with mobile games with something like that and having the four player script scene that actually int- intrigues me because most of the time with a mobile game, you'd have to be racing against someone else's like asynchronous ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not fun. And that's even how Forza is a lot of times. I mean, you can do online racing, you know, and get into chats and mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, the, the horizon games have no split screen. And the straight Forza games, at least uh, five, you could do two player split screen max, but but not four. So I, I, I don't know. It it that's one that's doing it right. And it seems like the 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 guys that were making it, the guys and gals making it, really really care about it. So it, it's neat to see. But um, this is just a real quick point. Zelda broadcast on the twelfth. Um, it's nothing on the champions ballad. It's something to do with two singers that, that have played the game and are kind of given their experience of it. It's uh, it's happening at like 4 a.m. Pacific standard time. So it's pretty early in the morning. Um, I think everybody's kind of got their fingers crossed that at the game awards on Thursday, we're going to hear a, an announcement from Nintendo then that, Hey, and Friday tomorrow, you can download this, uh, you can download the the DLC for for Zelda. That's that's kind of what everybody's hoping. Kirby's like Nintendo's killing me. <laughs> it would be great. Oh man, I, I'm wanting this DLC. So I want to have more story. I I've got the the Champions Ballad artwork as my wallpaper right now. Like mm. I, I I really 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 love Zelda. It, it is probably my favorite game this year, hands down, uh, over anything else. And and to, to get a little taste of, of what else is going on in that story. Uh, I just, it really makes me want to, to have them announce it on, on Thursday. I want it Thursday. Just give it to me. Right. Just <laughs> can't wait longer. <laughs> it's going to be February, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm calling it right here. So no, 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 I'm just Don't kidding. you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm, I'm just, I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> we've talked a little bit about, uh, uh, Nightcrawler says December 25th DLC get the Christmas gaming fun ooh ooh <laughs> <laughs> oh a few years back remember when Lizard Squad shut down Xbox Live and PlayStation on Christmas Day yeah the year both my boys got their own Xbox console their first Christmas their first console Christmas and neither of them could play because Lizard Squad shut down Xbox Live so at least at least you didn't have to buy him an SD card that's true that's you true. didn't have to buy him an SD card. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So Capcom did a did a 30th anniversary Mega Man uh, stream, announced a bunch of stuff coming out uh, on all the consoles, Switch included. They showed Mega Man 11. What did you think of that? It was a beautiful game. Like that was 
That was really amazing. Like it, uh, we've been talking about like Project Octopath off and on about how it's kind of like the the HD 2D graphics and stuff. Like the the Mega Man 11 is exactly what I would love for like future 2D games. We got it with uh um uh, Metroid Returns, where it's a 3D, 3D game uh, in in a forced 2D perspective, and that's exactly like what the Mega Man 11 is. It's uh, really bright, vibrant colors. It looks and it moves well. Um, they're they're doing some cool stuff with the powers now. The powers aren't just like colors; they're actual like different gear or armor. Like it, it looks really awesome. And then at the very end, they do a little teaser about like a hyper mode or something. So, I I think it I think this is exactly what Mega Man fans have been wanting. I think this is exactly like this is going to be uh, Capcom doing something good with their franchise, with their IP. You know, kind of what we wanted with sonic forces and had to you know had to live with sonic mania instead do you think mega man's going to have the same curse as sonic and that you're not going to see a really good mega man game come out for a really long time or do you think 11's going to break that i've se- i saw a few people tweet out um that the most that i saw was was somewhat negative that they didn't like the look of 11 um that they missed the pixel art you know, like they didn't want to see it progress, but I mean, I could totally see why they, why they did that. And I I think that may have more of appeal to a new audience than the, than the older, uh, pixel art style would, you know, my favorite Mega Man, Mega Man X, you know, and maybe some people don't even consider that a Mega Man game. I don't know. I don't really care. It's my favorite. I loved playing that game on my super Nintendo. Um, Yeah. So it was a good one. I mean, the graphics to me were fine. The bottom line is the gameplay. Is it going to hold up? Is it going to be fun? Is the level design going to be good? Because those games, they aren't just about the the graphics whatsoever. There's a lot that goes in when you can only shoot one direction. <laughs> or, you know, you can only shoot left or right, not, yeah. not up or at an angle or anything like that. Like, the the gameplay elements have to be spot on to make those games fun. So, and, and we, we all kind of learned firsthand that they can be screwed up. Mighty number nine. Um, you know, it, it, it it can be, (laughs) it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. They, they basically said that it's going to be, coming out late 2018 so i'm imagining and it's coming to all the systems too so i think it's even coming to pc um so i mean pc xbox playstation switch uh toasters microwaves fridges anywhere you can so my samsung fridge i can't wait <laughs> so uh I imagine we'll probably see some more information come E3. Um this this seems like they just wanted to get this out there to to let people know what's going on with them in the next year so that they don't have, you know, weird investor meetings. Uh but it's it's going to be really good. I think they need to do something different with this series. I don't think it's going to ruin anything because I think that the gameplay that people expect from a Mega Man game is going to be there just based off of the way the game moved and the way that they were showing off some of the clips of different uh, enemies and then the bosses and stuff. It, it's going to be a precision platformer and, and Mega Man's going to have the same weight to, to when he jumps and he rolls and, you know, it's got rush in there. So, I mean, 
it, 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 I think it's going to be good. I, I don't see anything in that trailer that makes me think like, oh, they're just trying to fluff this up for, for something that's not going to be that great. So, Sonic and, Forces. And, here, yeah, and so here's where I'm, here's Mega Man 11 is going to be a standalone game. Uh, Legacy Collection is going to have the Legacy Collection 1 and 2 in one cart. <laughs> Fingers crossed. SD, you need an SD card. Um, and then uh, all the Mega Man X games are going to be. So are we are is it's looking like three separate Mega Man releases in 2018. Is that it's pretty insane. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like what Nintendo did with Kirby. I mean, they, they pretty much threw like a Kirby game announced for all their systems uh like this whole year didn't they uh kirby's everywhere i don't i don't even know sometimes he's downloadable sometimes he's in a robot i don't kirby's everywhere (laughs) (laughs) if only they could make a good kirby game right kirby geek right right but the robot one's pretty good um mega man based on power rangers that's what you have in the notes here please yeah give me the so there. I was listening to because um, I love I love listening to Nintendo. Anytime I can learn something about Nintendo, I, I love digging into it. But um, the there was a Nintendo uh, Power Time podcast that kind of focused in on on some of the Mega Man games a while back, and I didn't get a chance to to go back to re listen to those episodes. But Tom Tate had a guest on who wrote a who wrote a book seriously just on Mega Man alone like the whole book is nothing about anything except Mega Man mm. and I guess um, the the original creator the original inspiration for Mega Man was actually based on the Japanese show for their version of the Power Rangers which we eventually got over here um, in the States but uh, the, it, it kind of the reason why I put this in the notes is because it, last April um, there was a director of the Power Rangers uh, shows, uh, either the shows or the movies. Um, I think it was. Oh no, it wasn't the. Um, it wasn't the directors. It was one of the producers who wanted to make uh, an R-rated Mega Man film. And this is something that they were they were basically like proposing coming out after the Castlevania TV shows. So I kind of wonder like if if this is something that has been in the works kind of, you know, in in closed doors for a while, because it seems it's the 30th anniversary. We've got all these games coming out for the switch for for Mega Man. They're coming out with a new game. Uh, there's been interest in a, in a Mega Man film. Like, is this going to be like a, like a, a, a resurgence of the Mega Man IP uh, to, to the likes of which we've never seen? Question mark. Hmm. They got to capture a new audience. I mean, that's their, that's their, uh, <laughs> that's what yeah. they got to do. They've, they've got to do it. They've got to, they've got to do like, like Mario Odyssey and be appealing to more than just nostalgia. I mean, what else is Capcom going to be doing? Because, I mean, they, they've got some good IPs, and this is one that's been lying dormant for a long time. And if they're not going to do anything with it, then they need to let someone else make games for it. But this is them actually coming out and saying, hey, you know, we still make games. We don't just port them. So I think I think a Mega Man 11 is, is a, a welcome addition to the <laughs> franchise. I think a lot of fans are excited at this news. Um, 
I, are you a Mega Man fan? Because I I love Mega Man games. I'm just horrible at them. Yeah, I mean they're 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 games that are fun for me, but I don't know like it's it's they're not games that you just kind of sit down and play. Like you have to learn the you have to not only learn the patterns of the enemies throughout each level, but you have to learn the patterns on which, which guys kill, which guy the easiest after you defeat them and, and so on and so forth. So like I said, Mega Man X, I loved everything about that game. I loved the very beginning where you um, can't win the boss fight unless you have the game genie. It actually just goes on forever and ever and ever, which is pretty funny. Um, And then, uh, 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 what zero is that his name comes in and, and shoots the shoots the Sigma. I think it was his name. Like I'm literally trying to pull this stuff mm-hmm. right from my memory. <laughs> and, uh, and I just love that kind of stuff. It was like, Oh, this is sweet. Like, you know, as a kid, I remember just geeking out totally about that. So I, yeah, I have a good time with them. They're very challenging, great games to stream because you just, you can see the frustration in the person that's playing going, why do I suck at this? And, you know, trying to figure them out. So, um, but I mean, yeah. I have the, I have the Mega Man collection on my Xbox one. I have the Mega Man collection with the gold Mega Man Amiibo in the, for the DS, you know, I, yeah. I don't even know if I opened the one on the Xbox. <laughs> like, and I know I didn't open the one with the Amiibo. We all know that. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, well, I, it, we, we have, uh, I, I think Cup World has shown that, that there's definitely Cuphead? a place or a Cuphead. What did yeah. I say? Cup World. World. It's all right. It, you were it's talking late. about the, uh, the teacup game or whatever that you go and have tea yeah, parties the, at cup world the thing so. on on the xbox one xbox box <laughs> yeah uh the i mean it, there's definitely a market for for players who want to have a hard challenging game just like with uh, i think we're getting uh super meat boy eventually on on the system as well so i mean having platformers that are challenging that force you to learn patterns it's it's not a dead franchise and i, and I think now's a great time to have one of the original create or one of the original iterations of that that genre coming back in full force with a new fresh coat of paint um, really shining for 2018 in a year where we're not sure like what Nintendo's going to do. So we feel like third parties are going to have to step it up. And now we've got a, a November, potentially December game slotted for the, the switch for next year. Yeah, that's it's, it's cool. I saw a few tweets that were saying like, it looks like Capcom is uh, scrambling. Like they kind of, they were almost taking the EA approach and now all of a sudden it's like, oh no, no, we're putting everything we can on this thing, you know? So, <laughs> um, and, and, and good. I mean, and you can't blame them for being a uh, gun shy. You really can't. So, um, let's see, let's, let's move on to, uh, we're getting, we're getting short on time here. So real quick, can you give me the lowdown on the D pad with the Xenoblade controller? I, I went and picked one up. They look, it looks gorgeous. Oh, did um, you find out? Does, has anybody confirmed? I, there's a yeah. guy on YouTube named like, um, spawn wave, I think who yeah. was going to take it apart. I don't know if he ended up getting around to it or not. Uh, sure did. Yeah. And he, he, he tore, Oh man. And bless him for doing this too. Uh, he tore apart the original pro controller and the Xenosaga pro controller blade. Um, Oh, God, I can't do that. 
<laughs> Take a drink, everyone. He said Xeno uh, again. My gosh. Yep. Uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles 2 controller uh, for the Nintendo Switch TM. Um yeah, so he took that guy apart. Uh, he took apart the um, the Pro Controller, and then he compared both of the D-pads to a uh, Super Nintendo D-pad. And sure enough, the, the Xenoblade Pro Controller does have a slightly um, longer post that it sits on so that there's uh, less opportunity for multiple points of contact when depressing like one of the directional buttons. So it, it's, it's five bucks more than a normal Pro Controller. If you don't have a Pro Controller, get the Xenoblade one if you do have a pro controller and you you know you want like a player two for for uh, fighting games maybe you want to give your buddy the original one and, and use the Xenoblade one for yourself uh, but I mean it's it's a slight change and it's it kind of reminds me of when they did the original joy cons when we were having the problems with the connectivity with the left joy con and link would be running off on his own uh and they fixed it they fixed it super quick and i think nintendo is is still continually listening to the community when they're talking about their their hardware and the iterations that they're doing in the actual factories is starting to to manifest we're starting to actually see like what's going on with them behind the scenes by them doing slight adjustments selfish shape says selfish all right giving them yes. the bad controller playing some street fighter yes. 2 giving them the lesser d-pad <laughs> yes only this time they won't know because it doesn't have a giant mad cat sticker on the front right <laughs> well played well played um okay let's talk about uh, xenoblade uh real quick resolution drops talk to me what have what have you been hearing just that the and, and I was hoping actually you might be able to to tell me more about this because uh, a lot of the the kind of talk around town I guess is a way to put it is that people are saying that the that the resolution is dropping when in handheld mode uh, in large expanse areas and then going to towns and then back to large expansive areas. So I don't have any personal experience with this. So I was kind of hoping that it, I was wondering have you noticed anything as far as like the actual resolution dropping when you're playing it in handheld mode because i know a lot of the the gameplay that you have been doing is when you're actually streaming um on twitch and and it's always docked in that sense so i i'm trying to think i know a lot of the handheld i did inside of a ship so there that that wasn't really you know these these big vast areas to go and check out i was in the ship i will say this right off the bat as soon as i undocked it and I had been playing on my, my 27 inch monitor. Um, as soon as I undocked it, I was like, there's definitely, I mean, obviously it's 720p versus, I mean, I have a 4k monitor. I don't know. It's probably doing a little bit of up converting I'm assuming, but, um, it was a definite, like almost like a shock kind of like, this looks a lot like grainier. Right. Mm. Whereas like going from Odyssey to, I, I don't know if grainy is the right word. It just doesn't look as clean. Not so much that I would complain about it though. I'm like, I'm playing mm-hmm. in handheld on a 720p screen. Like it, it's still, it's still it, not once that I go, I really wish I was just playing docked. Right. So is it something as significant as, as playing like, um, 
playing like the difference between like a like a, a, a PS3 to a PS2 or like a like a, a Wii to a, a GameCube? Like? No, nothing like that. It's literally just resolution to where it's like, um, it, it's it's just you can. It's not that you necessarily see the pixels, but you can just tell you're playing on a lower resolution. That's 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 basically it. For some people, that really may set them off, right? That that may really bother them. I, I, I'm not that person. I'm like, I, I play handheld games. I have since the original Game Boy, right? So like, I always have gone into handheld gaming knowing it's going to be a lesser experience than a monitor or a television set. It's just the way it is. Have I noticed it with any other games as much as I noticed it with Xenoblade? I don't think so, other than Rocket League, of course, right? Because Rocket League, that that dynamic resolution takes a huge dip at sometimes just to keep the at, at 60 frames a second. And that's fine. I understand why they did that. They wanted to make sure that you could do cross-platform play without being the guy going 30 frames a second while everyone else is going 60, you know? And so, yeah. um, did I... So, have you... Have you noticed like with the, the, cause I haven't heard anything as far as Xenoblade having a locked frame rate. Is that something that, that dips as well with the resolution or does the frame rate stay constant and just the resolution back off? There was in one battle with a, with a boss that was fairly large. There's a ton going on on this game that I'm like, did I just know, like, this is literally what it was. Did I just notice a frame rate drop? And then that, so that's literally what I said. Did I just notice that? And then I just went right back in to what I was doing. And I'm like, if it was, it was very, very minuscule and not even worth like, not even worth complaint. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like a super Nintendo game when things start exploding and it's like, literally you're teleporting from, from spot to spot. It was like, I may have just seen a little bit of slowdown, but it, it was during a time while you're fighting, while you're fighting, your sword is out. You don't move as fast when you're trying to run anyway. So I'm like, did I just go a little bit slower than normal? And it was minuscule. And it was the one time I've noticed it and I haven't noticed it again since. So I'm not even completely sure that it was a frame rate, uh, uh, dip. So, uh, so that kind of leads, leads me into the, the and, and hatred says it in there too, is the, the real question is, is, is does having a lower frame rate and a, or, a, or uh, a lower resolution ruin the enjoyment of actually playing it? Not in the slightest bit. Not, not at all. It, it honestly was one of those things that when I looked at it initially uh, uh, in handheld, I went, oh, this is a little less pretty. And then I jumped right into the game and was like, I don't even, it, it, I was immediately <laughs> used to it. You know, it's like when you walk into a, like a, you walk into a Best Buy or something and you're like, oh, that TV's awesome. And the TV next to it's like, oh, that kind of sucks. And then you realize, oh, that's the TV I have at home. And it's never looked that bad because I'm not comparing it to, uh, I'm not looking at it in my living room next to a nicer television. Yeah. It was the same kind of thing. Like I had just come away from playing on my monitor and then went to handheld and was like, oh, it's not quite as pretty. But then after that, I haven't really, I just got used to it immediately and, and, and kept going forward. And, and I've loved, um, I've loved it. Uh, he asked, is this a 10, 10? Um, is this a 10 out of 10? I mean, I'm 20 hours in and I can't recommend the game enough. Um, you know, there's times that it's been so challenging 
that I can't I can't beat stuff or stuff comes out of nowhere and just wipes me out and I have to restart. There's times I wish I could just run by stuff and I end up having to fight. There's other times that I want to sit and fight and grind. It really kind of allows you to play how you want. It has the the kind of that 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 open world feel. Not quite Zelda because you're still kind of doing like side quests and that kind of stuff. Um, that that kind of put you on a linear path. But I, I would definitely recommend this game, especially if you like JRPGs at all. So for for a sixty dollar game, uh, you know, AAA title is, is this like how accessible is this? Because I mean, it's a JRPG, which in, in for most people is not easy to pick up and understand what's going on, especially if it's a, a, a franchise game. So is it something that anyone can learn um, without knowing anything about like a JRPG? If I can play this game, anybody can play this game. Uh, I part of my part of my hesitance to play JRPGs is trying to understand everything. I look at menus, even even regular like Western RPGs, Mass Effect, Skyrim, that kind of stuff. When it comes to leveling up, I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what you need to do. Like if I can set something to auto level, I will, I don't want to mess with it. It's not something that I like really enjoy. I want to be in the action. I want to be fighting. I don't want to have to figure out all the nuances. If I level this, it's going to improve this, that kind of stuff. That's not for me. This game, it makes it easy enough that like I can, I can understand what I'm doing. I feel like I'm tackling this game the way um, I want to, which is I'm going to play the heck out of this game for quite some time. And then I'm going to go into my menu and level some things up when I have massive points built up to be able to do that. You know, you may be the kind of person that you're like, oh, as soon as I hit 250 points and I can do this, this is my next step in this progression. I'm like, I don't even really know what that does, you know? <laughs> so I just, I just play until I'm like, oh yeah, I need to level up. And and then I jump into it, but I I'm holding up the, the box. This is the box for the special edition, dude. Look at, there's my head. You see how big Holy cow. this thing is like, this is, is there a book in there. <laughs> yeah. There's a massive oh art book. Gosh. This thing is extremely heavy. When I got it from Amazon today, I was like, my wife picks up the box and it says my name on it. She's like, what is this? And hands me. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Why is it so heavy? <laughs> uh, it's got an art book, a CD and the first steel uh, case for a switch game. As far as I know, there may be another one that I'm unaware of, but uh, wow. So, and the, the artwork on the steel case is awesome. So I'm, I'm all in on this game. I'm com- I'm surprised I went into it with a very optimistic attitude of like, I really want to enjoy this game. I'm not going to give up on it before I figure it out because that's a lot of times where I end up. It's even like Pokemon moon. I'm like, I walked away, you know, (laughs) after like five hours of playing it. And I'm like, I don't even remember how to level up anything, how to do anything. I'm tired of catching the same stupid Pokemans, you know? So I just, uh, I just, I, I didn't pick it back up again. This one, this yeah. is one of those games that like I played destiny two today because I have a show where we talk about it, but I was wanting to play Xenoblade the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I would much rather be playing Xenoblade right now. So, um, uh, so what are, what are, I mean, do we have time to kind of go into it a little bit? Uh, I mean, we're, we're pushing the hour mark, but we can go a little longer. 
So, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious, and I think other people that are, are kind of on the fence about this game are as well. I mean, is this something where, like, what are some of your favorite experiences so far with this game? Because I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I've been watching your stream a bit, and I've been seeing you running around, but I don't really grasp, like, what you're actually doing. I just see you running around with a giant blade. Okay, so basically your blade is not only your sword, but it's a person or a character along with you. Right. So and that's the, that's the waifu. That's right? the, yeah. Hot pants. And so, okay. um, and you unlock those different ones that you can switch while you're playing. And then you have two other, and so you're called a driver and then you have your blade. I did not understand any of this. I didn't understand until like, until I started unlocking them that I'm like, Oh, the blade is not only the weapon. It's this person that's with me. And I'm like, I said, when I come to this kind of stuff, I'm, I'm somewhat clueless to it. So that's why I need, I need, I like, I told Kirby geek all along. I'm like, you've got to be my moral support through this game. And so, um, (laughs) there'll be times that I'm like, what am I doing? What, why isn't this? And she'll be like, walking me off the cliff. Like you got this, you just do this. You're good. Okay. All right. I understand. So, but basically the, the, the very first time I, um, yeah, see, she said, I didn't even understand that I was Rex in the first 10 minutes of the game. Oh, here we go. The weapon has a soul. Don't you know anything about samurai? See? Clueless, guys. Clueless. <laughs> Give me a gun and a target and I'll shoot at it. That's that's uh that's so, me. So, so you're you're in a party, right? So you get like you you're with other people fi- fighting, but you don't control the other people, right? So that's let me I'll break this all down real real okay. quick. So my initial fight, here I am like they say you're going to fight this like crab. Okay, cool. I I go to start hitting buttons and my sword is auto swinging and I'm like, "What? I don't control the swing?" <laughs> like I almost was like, "I'm done." At this point, like that alone I was like, "I can't do this. This is borderline turn-based at this point. I don't even control the attack. This is not good. This is not good." Fast forward 20 hours, I could not be more thankful that I don't have to press a button continually to do my attack, because what your attack does is each time you attack, it levels up a super move that's tied to one of three buttons on your uh, on your controller that you then activate. One may do an attack that pulls healing potions out of the enemy you're fighting. One may knock them down. One may just do a bunch of damage. And then those all level up a, a super move that can get leveled up multiple times that you can then do this massive attack with your blade. And, and then while you're fighting with your teammates, they, um, the, the, the triggers will pop up saying activate this move for them so that they're end up doing some of their supers and stuff. So not having to focus on swinging your sword is one of the best gameplay decisions they could have made for this game. That's that was that was a lot to process. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was overwhelmed by by the first time you got an item and you had to go into four levels of menus just to equip the item. But that sounds a lot. So I'm I'm assuming that that by playing 20 hours and they kind of slowly take you through a lot of kind of learning about this, so that you learn like it, it, the different supers have counters. I would imagine to certain enemies or. So this is an area that honestly I don't quite understand. As as you're attacking, I have a I have a minimal understanding of it. Pyra, who is your your main uh your main blade that you start with. She's a fire type, I guess is how the best way to put it. She uses fire. Okay. okay. And then you're paired with a person who uses water. Okay. Well, if you do, and, and again, this is where I still don't understand. I don't grasp this yet. I, I need, I probably need to go in either watch some videos or go back into the tutorials and try to figure it out. Cause Kirby geek saying you can string other supers from your team too. And, and, and that's exactly right. So what will happen is you'll see up in the corner, up in the, up in the right hand corner, these different icons and those icons represent a, a bar like let's say that there's a there's i think steam is one of them okay mm-hmm. so like and and the guy you're fighting might have a a steam um i think it means he has a steam weakness or it could be a steam shield i'm not real i'm not real sure this is where i'm still kind of lost but essentially what will happen if you do that special move which is which is to the a button i believe and if anybody understands this better go feel free to at me and tell me i'm a moron but th- <laughs> like i said these aren't my these aren't my uh my normal games so i'm i'm still learning but essentially you can cause a a, a fire attack and then call on your your teammates to do a water attack which then becomes a steam attack because it's fire and water mixing. And then you can end up doing extra damage to that, that the enemy, but there's also a trick to it that you have to kind of watch so that if they're showing it, it, again, this is where I don't really understand. I think if they're showing steam, you want to hit them with steam. You don't want to hit them with, with something else or, vice versa i can't remember if it shows steam they may not be weak to that you may have to hit them with you know it's kind of like a rock scissor uh, paper kind of thing but that's the aspect of the game i don't completely understand and i'm hoping we'll we'll explain it more um but i may have to do a little bit of of research on that so it's extremely complex at least it seems that way for me um but i still i'm still loving it so that, that sounds that sounds pretty interesting in, in comparison to to other typical RPGs where it's just you hit something uh, until you need to heal up and then you heal up and then you hit something harder with a super. It's like sounds like you actually have to pay a little attention to not only what your party members are doing, but be able to time their attacks with your attacks to kind of create a, a bigger, more super attack. Yeah, that's definitely the case. The other thing that can it can be irritating is they'll say the same things all the time. Like the character will be like, um, we were too late or we 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 should think about retreat or something like that. And you hear it over and over <laughs> and over again. But what Kirby pointed out to me was, well, those are those are indicators of something that's happening. And so I realized what I was doing when they would say we should retreat, I was looking at their hit points and going, I need to do the attack that's going to pull potions out 
so that I can heal the team. Because once potions hit the ground, whoever picks it up, it heals everybody. Um, so, so, so there's actually indications. And so, but based on what they're saying, but it can get annoying because mm-hmm. it's like, we should retreat. We should retreat. We should retreat. Like, it's just over and over and over again. So you're like, oh, like you're, you're spinning bird kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what James said. <laughs> so, so it can, it can get a little crazy. The other element of this game that I wasn't like real, um, uh, like up on is the fact that like I'm playing Rex is a DPS character. Um, I don't even remember all their names. N- Nia is a, uh, uh, a healer. And then Ta- Tarin or Tar I can't remember. Um, yeah. Anchor shot. I'll show you a thing of three. Yeah. That's all the stuff that Kirby geeks type in the chat. That's what you hear all the time. <laughs> um, and then the other character is a tank, right? So you have all three of these things that you need to, um, think about when you're putting your party together for, um, and it's all going to come at Torah. There we go. That's what I thought it was. But, um, so, you know, while you're in the middle of a boss fight, Torah is, you can see that they're being targeted because they're the tank. And so you can run around and do your DPS and, and, and that kind of stuff. And so there's a, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to this game as far as really paying attention to what's going on and making sure you've built the right team for the right situation. And, uh, I don't have a, it wasn't until, um, just recently that I just finally got a fourth party member so that I could actually, cause you can only carry two party members with you at a time. And so it wasn't until just recently that I just, um, just got a fourth party member that I have to decide, do I want to put this guy in here or there? What, you know, so, so this is kind of a a loose association, but it sounds like it's, it's something that's very similar to the way Mario plus rabbits kingdom battle is where you, you have generally one person that you want to have kind of uh, fronting the line for the fight. You've got a a support character and typically just another character that does damage, whether it be ranged or or just kind of a a mid range character. But it sounds like this is more of like an action based version of of that where you have a support character making sure everyone is is kind of or like a damage character kind of staying on top of the enemies and the tank character who's kind of taking everything uh, uh from the main enemies and holding that aggro so very similar if, if people are familiar with like mmos where you have a party system yeah it's exactly right shape says all oh, the holy trinity and that and it's that's really what it is and so um it, it, but in, and then your teammates can go down while you're playing. So you got to make sure to revive them so that, you know, all of a sudden your tank goes down and then your healer's targeted and she immediately (laughs) drops. And then you're like, Oh great. You know, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm next, of course. So it's, uh, it's, it gets really hectic. You know, when you do the super moves, it's like, you have to tap B at the perfect time. Like it's these, uh, um, kind of like 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 the like the God of War of the the Uncharted, you know, quick the, time events. the quick time events, basically. And so, yeah. um, and so you're hitting B at the right time, then you're smashing B as fast as you can, or you're hitting A and hitting you know whatever. And it just it really really has drawn me in, and I I really uh, I I really recommend this game, and I'm lo- I'm glad awesome. that it's 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 doing so well on the eShop right now. It's up there, um. It's it, it at one point it was up number two, it was number two behind Rocket League. So, 
Well, that's cool. I mean, it, it sounds awesome. Um, it sounds a lot more approachable now that you kind of talked a little bit about the the battle system, because I think that was a thing that everywhere I've read, they're just like, this is probably one of the most in-depth battle systems you could ever possibly want for a JRPG. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can handle that. That's a, that's a lot to, to commit to um, before the holidays. So, but I'm glad that you're loving it. I'm glad that it's a, a franchise that you haven't, really gotten into that is is now opening up a little bit more because uh i'm sure we'll probably get some more of these as we come especially with project octopath down the line yeah i'm excited to play that i'm excited to go back and play possibly play x and play the first the first in the series Uh, kirby geek also said i should mention that you also switch blades during the battle so you have your first blade and after you after you battle for a long enough time, your your second blade charges. So then that one comes out and it's fully ready with all three supers. So you can pull a heel right away. So you can be bouncing between your two blades that both have a heel attack of some kind that will pull um, pull uh, healing potions out. So it it's it's really a a constant chess game of of paying attention to um, who you're fighting what you're doing, where your team's health is at, what blade you're currently using, um, what supers are, are going to be used. Um, but at the same time, when you want to just grind for level, say you just want to, you just want to grind for a while. You can almost play this game one handed. You can almost just walk up to an enemy and just let it slice and dice and like be like playing pocket camp with your other hand. If you, if you really want to do that, to go find, you know, phrasing, some some yes uh some i i don't even know what i said at this point but whatever <laughs> um anyway go by play, play with two hands go 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 by xenoblade chronicles 2 and yeah play 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 with two hands um let's let's talk about our retro question here with the release of Mega Man collection what other collections would you like to see and i put a handful of them here like i think it would be kind of cool and some of these are just nintendo ones some of them aren't but like a mario golf collection as we've seen a lot of mario golfs through the through the through the years i've always been a big fan um uh, a Mario Kart collection would be would be cool with me. I wouldn't mind seeing that done in a way where they just threw every Mario Kart map as DLC for Mario Kart Eight. That's really what. Uh, that's really how I'd like to see that. Game. Yeah, that that would be great. I'd really love that. Uh, with, I want the Disney Afternoon Collection to come to Switch. It's crazy that it's not on the Switch because that's where those Nintendo games originated. I would love to see the Disney afternoon collection. I would love to play DuckTales and Chippendales and uh, all the Dales um, on the, on the switch. And I would love to have the, uh, the Mario golf would be a really fun one. Uh, uh, Mario party. Maybe. I don't know. Having a, oh, we a just saw the hundred games on uh, the DS just came out. So something like yeah. that might be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Contra is another series. That's pretty good. And the turtle, the, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles games. I'd love seeing a, 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 a collection of those as well. Uh, Shapes says Diablo collection on switch need in my life. seems like a game that would probably work, right? I I don't know if we need Diablo one. I I think we could be Uh, happy uh, with Diablo three. Do (laughs) do we really need Diablo one? We kind of know the story. I don't, I have no clue. I've never touched them, but Kirby geek says, uh, I know the nerds want dark souls collection. So that might be kind of cool too. I've again, a series I've never played, but I would like to, because I love those hard games. Um, oh, and an Assassin, Assassin's Creed collection as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. 
Yeah, there's uh, I mean there's a lot to choose from, but well, this uh we're almost at an hour and a half. Sorry guys. Um it's going to be a it's going to be a large download, but uh <laughs> where can people uh where can people find you, man? Uh same place as always. Um you can find me on Twitter at CAPT underscore L O G U N Cap Logan. Uh same thing over at Twitch, twitch.com or twitch.tv forward slash captain or capped underscore Logan. Um I've been streaming as much as I can Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh usually start around six PM Pacific time, which I know kind of kills out all the, the East Coast folks. Sorry about that, but uh that's usually when I get home from work. Um and then here from time to time uh, I'll be on the discord channels. Um, if you guys want to talk, come join our discord, uh, so that you can, you can have fun, you know, making fun of me for all the stuff I say on here. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> guys, you're going to find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I was informed tonight, uh, possibly on Christian mingle and farmers only. So, um, you're going to find me. It's N64 Josh everywhere everywhere and six four josh so uh this show live tuesday nights 8 p.m pacific standard time twitch.tv slash n64 josh if you have a second and you can leave a review in itunes or leave a review wherever you listen that would be so great we really appreciate that it's the reviews that help get us into the top 200 that really help get more eyes and ears on this show so if uh if you like what you're hearing um please please take a take a take a second to review if you've got um if you're enjoying the show but you have suggestions do i read all the reviews that are there so um uh i'd, I'd love to hear from you guys you can also hit me up on Twitter at uh, at n64josh if you've got any any questions or anything you'd like us to uh, cover on the show. I am always looking for folks to interview. So if you have any suggestions, um, maybe introduce me to somebody on Twitter. Say, at so-and-so, you should be on at n64josh's show. And uh, I'd, I'd love to, to chat and... Um, you know, just hang out and talk, talk Nintendo stuff. So, um, that would be, that would be awesome. Don't forget audibletrial.com slash NPC. Don't forget opc.com. Get yourself a gaming chair. They're comfortable, affordable. Use coupon code N64Josh. And, uh, I think, I think that's it, my friend. We, uh, we've, we've had a long one tonight. So, um, that was long. Yeah, it was, but, uh, anyway, we did it. We did it. So I'm going to have a, uh, I'm going to go make a pot of coffee. I'm going to have a, hopefully a bunch of YouTube videos going up tonight. The unboxing of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two, the unboxing of Axiom verge Um, doing a video, kind of just letting you guys know what's going on in my life. Most of you guys that listen already know with what happened with my wife and everything. She's good. She's on the mend. Um, But it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a crazy couple weeks and uh, um, I think that's it. I think I made it a, a quick impressions video of the Xenoblade controller as well. So that should all be going up on YouTube tonight, pending I don't just fall asleep. So thank you guys uh, for listening. Thank you for being here live. We appreciate you. Logan, thank you for your time. We'll see you guys next week. Okay.